live. We are live. We are live. We'd like to say good morning to those that are present, to those that are um, online. We like to say our online community. We like to say good morning to those that are listening around the world. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for our listeners around the world. And there are listeners around the world. We have looked at the fact that many from not only from South Carolina, but we had North Carolina and we had Ohio listening last week. Uh, we also had um, many different other uh, states that were listening. And we just want to acknowledge them because they truly have um, uh, been a blessing as well. Uh, being a partaker of what we have going on in this house. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Florida. Let's give Florida a shout-out. Amen. North Carolina, Texas, California, listening. All right. Virginia and Ohio, Maryland, Illinois, and Alabama. Let's give them all a hand clap of praise for those that are listening in our United States and we're going to give God a praise also for the other countries that are listening. Let's give a shout-out to India, the Philippines, Indonesia, Ethiopia, Italy, South Africa. Let's give a hand clap to South Africa, Kenya, and Haiti. Amen, amen. So we want to acknowledge them. We thank and praise God for them listening in. And so we pray today that others will be added and they will be able to hear what God has to say to us today. So we are thankful once again, thankful and grateful for your listening ear. And we pray that the Lord has a, will send us a word today that will bless each one of us, each one of us. Father, we thank you now. We give you praise and we give you glory. We ask Heavenly Father in the mighty name of Jesus that you would use us for your glory. Open our ears, open our every doorway we have that we may be able to hear what the Spirit has to say. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, today we want to talk about one world, two kingdoms. One world, thank you, two realms. One world, two realms. And now, to, to acknowledge or to define what the word realm means, a realm is a kingdom. We are operating and we have in operation in one world, we have the kingdom of God and we also have the kingdom of darkness. Now, when we're dealing with the kingdom of darkness, you, of course, we know that in the book of Ephesians chapter number six, it talks about who is listed uh, in the kingdom of darkness. Now, in the kingdom of darkness, we have principalities, we have powers, we have rulers of darkness of this world. We also have spiritual wickedness in high places. So this is in the kingdom of, of darkness. Now, we understand that when it comes down to the kingdom of darkness, it opposes the light. Once it opposes the light, then God is light. God is light. All right? So the kingdom of darkness opposes anything that uh, represents God and it opposes God himself. Now, 
what we also need to understand is that when coming down to the kingdom of God, God is, is, is where God is sovereign and Jesus is king. This is where God is, is sovereign and Jesus is king. And when, we talk about, when we're talking about the, the kingdom of God, mm, it, 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 the scripture will let us know uh, about the kingdom of God. And we want to read the scripture that speaks of and describes the kingdom of God. We already understand about the kingdom of darkness, principalities, rulers, powers, spiritual wickednesses in high places. Now, let's go now. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter number 14. The book of Romans chapter number uh, 14. Chapter number 14, the book of Romans, uh, looking at verse number 17. Looking at verse number 17. Seems like we always have a tendency to forget something. But you know what? It's all right. It, it is. It's okay, right? Amen. Because we do want this monitor on here. So we're able to be able to read the scriptures. Amen. Romans chapter number. You know, God, I thank you. Because <laughs> you know why? I thanked him, Jim. Just knowing that because of who the Father is and what God is about to do today, of course the adversary has to show up, right? But that's all right. I still got my notes, all right? Amen, amen, amen. All right. He's been trying all day, all along, you know. Remember now, that's the kingdom of darkness. He don't want us to have that monitor so I can be able to read those scriptures. Now, King, uh, we're looking at the book of Romans, chapter number 14, and we're looking at verse number 17 because we're talking about the kingdom of God. Now, it says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hmm. The kingdom of God. See, these two kingdoms, what we have to realize is that these two kingdoms are spiritual. That's why we have to have spiritual uh, weaponry in order to, to, to battle them or, or come up against them, all right? Now, we also need to understand that when it comes down to these two realms, um, in the spirit world, in the spirit world, they run parallel, and it affects the physical world, the king, whether it be the kingdom of God or whether it be the kingdom of darkness. Now, let's go to Colossians, or Colossians chapter number 1, and we're going to look at verse number 16. Colossians chapter 1, and looking at verse number 16. Mm-hmm. One world, two realms, kingdom of, of God and the kingdom of darkness. Now, Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 16 says, For by him, meaning God, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, watch this, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. 
We're going to remember that latter part that we're going to remember. All things were created by him and for him. And it, it, it explicitly, it goes and it began to talk about whether they are in the heavens, whether it's in the earth, whether they are invisible or visible, whether they be of that, that dominionship or whether it be principalities or powers. Everything was created by God. Everything was created by God. We have two realms in the spirit world. And, of course, we've already forestated they run parallel one to another. And because they run parallel, then, therefore, they will be able to affect our physical world. Now, to, to understand the depths of this, if you want to go deeper in understanding uh, these two realms, uh, two kingdoms, whether it be the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness, then we would need to go into the book of Enoch, all right? Now, you won't find the book of Enoch in, in the King James Version. You won't, you won't find it in the King James Bible. You won't, you won't find it there. Because if you go, where well, you have to go is to the Bible, the Ethiopian Bible that has uh, the book of Enoch in it, the Ethiopian Bible, which is the oldest Bible there is. It's an Ethiopian Bible, all right? And not only that, in 1947, there were fragments of, of the book of Enoch found in the Dead Sea Scroll. So that there's much there, much knowledge. And when you begin to look at or uh, study the book of Enoch, it begins, it talks about the watchers, it talks about giants, it talks about the, um, the Nephiums, which is the giants, Nephiums, it talks about fallen angels. So let's look at some of these things in the scripture that we can find in the King James Version, okay? So now let us go to the book of Daniel, chapter 4. Beautiful. Daniel, chapter number 4, verse number 13. Now we have to understand that Nebuchadnezzar, this is, this is a situation with King Nebuchadnezzar, and there are some things about him. But the verse number uh, 13 in Daniel chapter 4, it says, I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed. Talking about King Nebuchadnezzar. And then he says, and behold, a what? A watcher. Hmm. And a holy one, where did he come from? Down from heaven. So that lets us know that within this, this, these uh, spirit worlds, uh, these two realms, whether they be one that from, from uh, the kingdom of God or whether it be from the kingdom of darkness, whatever their assignment is, it's going to be coming, they're watchers, and they're going to be coming down from heaven. All right? Now, let's go on and let's look at verse number 17 in Daniel chapter number 4. All right? Daniel Chapter number four, we're going to go on to Daniel chapter number four. And we're going to look at verse number 17. Because this is the celestial world, the invisible world. And in, in, in the invisible world, it is, there's an upper world uh, above the human world. And then there's the underworld. 
All right. Now, Daniel chapter 4, verse number 17 says this. This matter is by the decree of the watchers. It's a decree by the watchers. And the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomever he will. And he setteth up over it the basis of men, the basis of men. So here we have to acknowledge and understand that when it comes down to the spirit worlds, when it comes down to the spirit worlds, we have to realize that the celestial world is in operation. Now, we can't see when it comes down to the fallen angels and the watchers and the holy ones, but they do affect the physical world. They do affect the physical world. That's what it talks about in the book of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, he was a very, very prideful, prideful person. Very prideful. God had blessed his kingdom. God, God had done some awesome things uh, in his kingdom. But what happened was he ended up with that spirit of pride because as, as they began to speak to Nebuchadnezzar, they, God gave him 12 months. God gave him 12 months to repent because he was operating and filled with that operation of pride. And he failed to repent. When he stepped out, he began to say that he had built Babylon by his own hand. It was all about his power and everything that had taken place uh, in, that, in, in his kingdom. He took credit. He, dis, he, dis, he disowned or uh, disknowledged or discarded the things that the Lord had done in his kingdom. So he was filled with pride. And what God did was he sent down the watchers. And the watchers was observing. These are the, the angels, the, the, the angels that's in the kingdom of God. They were observing what was going on and what he had said. All right? And, but when he, this last time in that verse number 17 in Daniel chapter number 4, it talks about that the decree came from the watchers. They came from the watchers. And then there was a demand from the Holy One. And, and the reason being, he was letting him know that God would give his kingdom to whomever he, he so chooses. And then he goes on and he talks about how he gives it to the basis of men. Now, he doesn't give it to those that's high, those in, in great stature, but those that are low and those that are humbled. And so when we go now to verse number 23, because we're talking about one world, two realms. One world, two realms, two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Now, in verse number 23, in Daniel chapter number 4, it says, uh, and, and whereas the king, and whereas the king, he saw a what? A watcher. Now, the king now is having a dream. All right? 
He says, whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, hew the tree down, cut it down. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, that tree is symbolic of Nebuchadnezzar. And he says, and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the root thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over. See, Nebuchadnezzar, when he has his dream, he needs someone to interpret what he saw. And what he saw was these, the, the invisible world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He sees the invisible world. He sees watchers. He sees holy ones. And they're coming down from heaven. Now, to all these people that think that, that um, hmm, there's no, no, no uh, satanic or demonic or uh, there's no fallen angels or uh, th- that there is uh, no invisible creature out there, the Bible explicitly talks about a ram where the watchers and angels are as well as where the fallen angels are. It's in the scriptures. So we have to recognize and understand, even though we live in one world, there are two rams in that one world, and they are invisible rams. All right? So that's why we have to learn to fight against principalities because we've got to know what we're fighting against. If you don't, if you don't think that they're there, uh, you don't acknowledge that they are there, then you'll forever have a losing battle. Can I get an amen? Amen. You'll forever gonna have a losing, losing battle. And it also goes to un- for us to understand that these watchers, these watchers, they are there. These watchers, and they see. You see, when God made mankind. He sent watchers, he sent angels to, to be able to look out over mankind. That's what he did. Some did well. And, of course, there were some that did not do well. All right? So let's continue. Let's continue with our journey. Now, let's go to the book of Job. Let's go to the book of Job. And we are going to deal with... Once again, we're going to deal with these angels. We're going to deal with these angels. We're going to look at uh, Job chapter number 1. Job chapter number 1. We're going to deal with Job chapter 1. All right? Dealing with these angels. Because we have to know and understand that they do exist. And they have a purpose. They have a purpose. Now, Job chapter 1, verse number 6, says this. Watch this very closely. It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God, the angels are the sons of God, all right, came to present themselves before the Lord, and look who comes with them. And Satan came also among them. Let's go to the next verse, verse number seven. It says, And the Lord said unto Satan, 
Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. He got a plan. He got a plan. He has a plan. See, what we want to first establish is the fact the sons of God, they are those angels. They are those angels. And they had to come and they had to present or give God a report about what they saw. Because they had been assigned to watch over mankind. And the Bible says, alone came Satan. Hmm. He always show up. He always show up. He always show up. Say, alone came, came Satan. They presented their report. Now, let's go also now to Job chapter number 2. Job chapter number 2. Job chapter number 2. Because we want to establish the fact about these angels. Job chapter number 2. They came to make a report, okay, to God. Now, Job chapter number 2 verse 1 says, again, that means they showed up again. There was a day when the sons of God, the sons of God are the angels. They came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Satan came to present himself before the Lord. So we understand that, that in First Peter chapter number 5, verse number 8, and it's not listed there, it talks about how Satan, he goes to and fro, seeking whom he may, de- he may devour. You remember in Job chapter 1 when God asked him, said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to and fro in the earth. Now remember that. He said, I'm going to and fro in the earth. That's, that was Satan's job. He's, he, you know, he, he, he's a trafficker. He, he keeps moving. He's, he's always on the move. But he has a purpose. His purpose is to destroy whomever he can. And the reason being is because we, oh, Holy Spirit, we are made in the likeness and the image of God. And he hates God. So if he hates God, that means he hates us. He hates every believer. He hates. So if he can devour, and that's his ultimate goal, steal, kill, that's his, that, that's his goal. He steal and kill. So we, we, we have to understand his purpose. We have to understand his purpose. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's his goal. That's his purpose. So he has to go to and forth. Upon the earth. He, he, he has to do this. All right. Now, let's continue because we want to establish one world, but it has two realms. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. These angelic beings, they eat on one side or the other. All right. Now, let's go to the book of Zechariah. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter number one. Zechariah chapter number one. One world, two rams. Two rams. One world, two rams. Hmm. One world, two rams. 
two kingdoms. A ram is a kingdom. A realm is a kingdom. Now, verse number one, chapter number one, verse number eight says, I saw by night, and behold, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees that was in the bottom. Remember myrtle trees, okay? And behind him were there were red horses speckled and white. The next verse, please. Then, it say, then said I, O oh my Lord, what are these? Because he's Zechariah, God is showing some things. He says, and the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show thee what these be. The next verse. Verse number 10. He asked that question. He said, I'll show you what these be. That's in the the myrtle there among the myrtle trees. Now, verse number 10 says, "And, And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are they whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro where? Through the earth. So you, you, do you see this particular kingdom realm where angels are here? They're present. Huh. And they, they are sent and they walk to and fro throughout the earth. Just like Satan. We'll get to that. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. I think the next verse is verse number 11. Next verse. Now, it says verse number 11 in Zechariah chapter number 1. And they answered the angel of the Lord that's, oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And they answered the who? The angel of the Lord. And where was he? That stood among the myrtle trees. You remember when we read the first verse? It talked about the myrtle trees. And then he said, we have walked to and fro through the earth. And look at this. And behold, all the earth sitteth still and is at rest. You see, they go back and they give God a report of what they see. They give him a report. One world, one world, two rams. I know, I, I, I can tell you got it. I, I, I can feel it. I can tell you got it. One world, two rams. All right. Now, let's look at Psalms. 103, Psalms 103. We, we, we don't have a whole lot left to go, but we, we, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going we're gonna to be all right. Psalms 103, and we're going to look at verse number 20. We're going to look at verse number 20 in Psalms 103. It says, Bless the Lord, who? Ye his angels that excel in strength, but watch what angels do, that do his commands, hearkening unto the voice of his word. That's powerful. That's powerful. The angels, the angels, he was saying, bless the Lord, ye his angels. Give him praise. Give him glory. And he says, Those angels, they do the commandments of God. 
They're listening. What are they listening for? They're listening to hear the voice. And the voice has a word that is proceeding out of God's mouth. So they're listening to see what God is saying for what for theirs to do. Angels. Now, verse number 21. Watch this. Verse number 21 in Psalms 103. This is rich. It says, Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, that host of the angels. And look what he says. Ye ministers of his that do who? They do his pleasure. These angels do God's pleasure. They keep the commandment. Y'all say, well, I thought just the humans keep the commandments of God. Well, listen, the angels got to keep it too. Whatever God commands them to do, they have to do. This is what they have to do. And they do it for the pleasures of God. Do it for the pleasures of God. Hmm. Say they do, these ministers, they do it for the pleasure of God. All right, Lord have mercy. They have to answer his command from the word they hear from the mouth of God. And then they have to do the pleasure of God. Now, let's see what happens now (laughs) to those fallen angels. Let's see what happens to those fallen angels let's go to the book of revelation revelations chapter number 12 revelations chapter number 12 and we're going to begin reading at verse number seven revelations chapter 12 beginning at verse number seven it says and there was what war in heaven michael that's an angel archangel And his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So in that kingdom of darkness, as well as the kingdom of God, they both have angelic beings. One is good, the other is evil. I don't understand that. But that was a war because, see, Sometimes Satan, not sometimes, it's all the time. Satan will get beyond himself, right? And that's what he did. Now, let's go to the next verse. Let, let's, let's go. Let's go to the next verse because we want us to see exactly what happens there. And even though he wars, there was a war going on, the bad angels with the good angels. And verse number 8 says, and prevail not. They didn't win the battle. Neither were that place found anymore in heaven. In other words, they got kicked out. God kicked them out. They got kicked out. Let's, let's go to the next verse. Let's, let's go to the next verse. Hmm. Bible said they didn't prevail. They didn't have a place in heaven no more. And then verse number 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent. That means he's been around a long time. And it goes on to say, called, gives his name, called the devil and Satan. So he got two names. He's not only is he Satan, but he's the devil too. And watch what he does. Which deceiveth the whole world, the spirit of deception. He, look where, oh Jesus, look where he's cast out to. He was cast out into the earth. That's where he is. He's no longer there. 
He's cast out to the earth and his angels. They was cast out with him. That's that kingdom of darkness. Remember, one world, two realms. A realm is a kingdom. Satan was kicked out. Name him. He's devil. Name is Satan. But where did he land? Where, where did he show up? He showed up on the earth. Who lives on the earth? Mankind lives on the earth. Watch the next verse. Watch verse number 12. Watch verse number 12. Watch verse number 12. That's why we got to know who to fight. That's why we've been losing so many battles because we're fighting the wrong thing. We have to fight those principalities. Now, verse number 12 in Revelation chapter 12, it says, Therefore rejoice. Now, heaven is celebrating now because Satan gone. He kicked him out. He said, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. We're talking about the celestial beings that dwells in the heavens. Now, it goes on and say, Woe, grief to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Watch what's, why he's saying woe. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. You wonder why he, he, he does what he does and create all this chaos and confusion? He knows his time is short. He, he knows after a while God's going to do, do the finishing thing on him. But, the, but in the meantime, he'll, he's been cast here to bring a, a, a havoc in all of our lives, all of mankind. That's, that's his purpose. That's, he got to do what he got to do. He's got to do what he has to do because he knows his time is not long. If he's driving us crazy, he was going to drive us even more crazier. He's going to continually do different things. He's going to do that. He's going, he's going to do that. All right? That's, that's, that's his purpose. That's his job. All right. Now, he's come down. He's here. He's here. His ultimate goal, when he was cast out, first thing he did is said he persecuted the church. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you're not walking in the kingdom of God and you're not a believer, he ain't going to mess with you because he already know you his. But once you name the name of Jesus Christ, you, you might as well realize you've got a bullseye on your back. You've got to understand that. You have to understand that. But you also have to understand this. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And see, Satan's in the world. He's been cast here on earth. But we got to see, why in the world do we run from the devil? I, I don't understand that. Why do we run? When we got the powerhouses on the inside of us, the, the Word of God says God and Jesus, they come and take up a bold. In other words, they live on the inside of us. So we're walking powerhouses. Whew. Any of you 
already told us in Matthew that, that, that the gates of hell can't prevail because Jesus says, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. No matter what he does, he can't prevail. He can't. There's no way. When we study, when we look at this, see, we need to get beyond looking at the Bible as some words on a piece of paper. This right here and everything else that we read that, that helps us to line up and understand God is God's mind on paper. When we read this, when we study this, this is, God, this is God's mind. God's mind on paper. This, this is what it is. Don't just look at it as, oh, it's just, it's just a book. No. This is God's mind. He is letting us know of his mind. He's revealing his mind. And, and when we understand that, then we can understand that we are powerhouses because he lives in us. Wow, God. One world, two rams. Hmm. Two kingdoms. And we got to know how to fight. We got to know how to fight. We got to know how to fight. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty is what God's mind on paper says in Corinthians. Our weapons are mighty in the pulling down of strongholds. So what weapons are we using? What weapons? See, our weapons are spiritual. But we like to do physical weapons, right? <laughs> we like, pull up your dukes. This is how we want to fight. But our weapons, our weaponry is what the Word of God says. They are spiritual. Maze. All right. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. So he, been, he has been cast here. To the earth. Now let's go to the our last our last scripture. Hmm. Our last scripture. Let's go now. Let's go. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, chapter number eighteen. Second Chronicles, chapter number eighteen. Second Chronicles. Hmm. Chapter number 18. It says, again, he said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. It says, I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne and all the host of heaven. Talking about those celestial beings, those angelic beings, standing on his right hand and on his left. Next verse, please. Second Chronicles chapter 18, verse number 19. And it says, and the Lord said, now watch, look at this, look at this. And the Lord said, who shall entice Ahab, king of Israel, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one spake, saying, after this manner, and another saying, after that manner. 
Next verse, please. Verse number 20. Look, look, look at this. It says, then there came out a spirit. And it's a human. So this is a conversation going on in heaven. All right. It says, and then there came out a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? You know, <laughs> Satan will put things before us that will try to entice us. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. It says in verse number 21, and he said, now remember now, it's a spirit. Say the spirit, the spirit. Because they were trying to convince the king. All right. It says, and he said, I will go out. And what else did he say? And be, what kind of spirit? A lying spirit. In the mouth of all of his prophets. Talking about Ahab's prophets. Not all prophets. God's got prophets. Now you can't, you can't put everything in the same basket. You can't put all prophets in the same basket. You can't do that. Keep that scripture up, please. Keep that up. Can't do it. Can't do it. That, that he says now, because he's got to convince Ahab to, to do what he needs to do in order for him to fall. But he sends him a lying prophet. He sends him a lying spirit. And that lying spirit he put in the mouth of Ahab's own prophets. And then it goes on and he said, and the Lord says, Thou shalt entice him, and thou shalt also prevail. And I mean, he's going to be successful. Then he says, go out and do even so. So here we are in a conversation now, a conversation in heaven, and something has to come to convince this king to carry out the mission because he's going to fall. And the way that's done, it says, I'll tell you what, a spirit shows, I wonder, ooh, spirit, ooh, Lord. I wonder how many spirits have showed up and came and petitioned, just like Joel petitioned to deal, just like Satan petitioned to uh, affect Job's life. I wonder how many of them spirits have come and enticed us to do something different to cause us to want to walk away from God. See, he, 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 he comes up and he says, it's a lying spirit. He said, can you imagine how, how, oh, Lord, how many times, how many times have we, been, we received the okie doke and swallowed it hook and line and been deceived by Satan, by lying spirit? A lying spirit. I mean, in my mind, I can visualize when that spirit said, hey, I'll go and entice him. All the rest of them, they was thinking about, but that didn't come from that line spirit. Satan, the Bible talks about Satan having angels, that, that what they can do, they can change themselves over like they are angels of light. And they're really wolves in sheep clothing. But think about that 
he said, I'm willing, I'll go. Have we been tricked lately by a lying spirit? Think about it. Think, Think about it. Think about it. He said, I'll go. But you know what's amazing? He said, I'm going to use what the king has trusted in. And what the king had trusted in was his own prophets. He said, I'm going to put a lie in their mouth. Have anybody ever came to you and just literally told you a lie? And it was somebody that you trusted? But it was a lie in their mouth. Sent by Satan. Wow. Said, I'll do it. Verse, let's, let's forget this last verse. Verse number 22. Remember, one world, two rams. It says, now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of these thy prophets. And the Lord has spoken evil against them. You remember when we read Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16? It talks about everything that was created, that it was created for God's purpose and his pleasure. Whether it be, it says, thrones or whether it be principalities or powers, everything was created by God. So he can do whatever he wants to do with those creatures that he has created. Y'all remember, our fight is with principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, but then it says spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual. Wickedness in high places. That's what the kingdom of darkness. That's him. That's there. But for those people who feel like, hmm, who think Satan is, or the devil does not exist, we need to think again. He is alive. He's well. And his job, as we've already repeated, his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his goal. One world, two realms.